So before I introduce Carly Coburn, who is running for House of Representative District 16, Position 2. Uh, by the way, it is Power 99.1. Good morning. My name is Rika. My name is James. You're present. Great. Present. Here. I must mention John Lewis. So last night I was watching <clears throat> Lester Holt. Okay. Hey, hey girl, <laughs> Lester. Um, and he mentioned this letter and he was reading a quote from a letter John Lewis wrote a few weeks before he died to be published on the day of his funeral, which was yesterday. The planning and organization that that, I mean, to ha- to know, listen, I'm dying, hand me a pen, I need to write a letter uh, to the Black Lives Matter movement and the young people who are wanting to continue the change that I already made. Because uh, John Lewis, if you don't know who he is, pretty sad, Google him. But anyway, he uh, is one of the instruments that helped the Voting Rights Act get passed, right? Um, I know we always talk about Martin Luther King Jr., which, hey, I get it. But also there were other people, including John Lewis. And I'm just going to read one of uh, his quotes in the letter. And I will also post it on Facebook, facebook.com slash power991 for you to read it, because I literally felt like he was talking to me. And he goes, ordinary people with extraordinary vision can redeem the soul of America by getting in what I call good trouble, necessary trouble. Voting and participating in the uh, democratic processes are key. The vote is the most powerful, nonviolent change agent you have in a democratic society. You must use it because it it is not guaranteed. You can lose it. And that's why I vote. And I always knew my ancestors, those that came before me, fought for me to have the right. So I always voted. But this year is different. Um, he even goes on to say that Emmett Till was his George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and that he was only 14 years old when he saw that and that changed him. And that's when he began began the fight. Right. And so obviously George Floyd did happen. And I began this deep dive into how can I be the change I want to see. Right. Um, and so I decided that voting was going to be the platform I stand on and educating the voters on the names on the ballot because you get your ballot and Mm -hmm. how many times, James, have you been like, who the heck, (laughs) what is this name? Who is this person? Yeah, hopefully the the higher-ups aren't listening right now, but I did my voting yesterday Mm -hmm. when you were hanging out in here and I was like, there's a lot of people. Yeah. I gotta research. And you're, exactly, you get confused, you get overwhelmed. you heard me whining about reading about Mm -hmm. everybody. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's easier to hear from mm -hmm. people than it is to to Mm -hmm. read it and try to keep track Mm -hmm. of like, especially Mm -hmm. the governor, especially there was like 15 names on there for the primary. Yeah, Yeah, it was pretty wild. Exactly, and some of them are crazy. (laughs) Um, But, uh, so like I said, as I'm educating myself on how to vote better and make a better decision, I want to educate you as well. I got one of the biggest microphones in the city. So, that is one. <laughs> now I want to introduce Carly Coburn, House of Representative, District 16, Position 2. That is what you are running for. Carly, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good Good morning. Thank you so very much for having me on the show. I truly appreciate uh, being invited and being allowed on this, like you said, huge platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no problem. You know what I mean? I want to, I want to, I feel like John Lewis and, you know, my ancestors, my parents passed the baton to me and I'm like, yeah, let me pick it up finally. Um, and, and, and try to be the change, like I said, that I want to see. So it is no problem. And coming up next, we will actually get to know Carly. Where is she from? And then also, why is she running? Why politics?
Carly Coburn is running for a House of Representative District 16 position, too. She is on the show today. It's Power 99.1. Um, so I want to get to know you now that I've done this whole speech. <laughs> it's time to talk about Carly. <laughs> um, tell us about you. Who are you? Um, well, I'm a lifelong Washingtonian. I've never lived anywhere else in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> I've lived on various sides of the Cascades. Um, I have um, a lot of experience of being an average, you know, ordinary people can make great change. As John, like you quoted from John Lewis, mm-hmm. I am quite an ordinary person. You know, I had teen parents, was raised by grandparents, was poor most of my life, but still managed to, you know, achieve in certain areas like uh, bowling, campfire scout, uh, taekwondo, um, various other activities. Um, wow. Wait, hold on. You, you learned yeah. taekwondo? Yeah, I'm a uh, third degree uh, black belt. So you can fight. In Taekwondo, and I, <laughs> I've been to Junior Olympics twice. Shut that up! That is so dope. <laughs> Let me find out Carly got them hands. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I still have my nunchucks, too. Um. <laughs> She's dope. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah, sorry. Keep and, going. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. Yeah. And um, so, you know, I've, I've lived kind of an ordinary below middle class often life and those circumstances are kind of what encouraged me to run those past circumstances and the current circumstances that we're facing is why I decided that this ordinary person should get involved I love that and Carly am I saying your last name right when I say Coburn Yep. Okay, perfect. Uh, She will be on your ballot if you are in District 16. Uh, She's running for position two for House of Representatives. And we're going to get into all of that coming up next. Why is she running? Uh, Why does she call herself a Democrat? We're going to learn so much more about Carly coming up next. All right. Just a few minutes ago, I found out Carly Coburn is a black belt in Taekwondo. And if you don't vote for her, she'll beat you up. Uh, it's Power <laughs> 99.1. Um, good morning. Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, but Carly is on the show. But not, not but really not kidding. Really. If, she, if she's a black be, belt be, and you're not, <laughs> she'll beat you up. Right. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, that's how it works, right? right. Um, Carly is running for House of Representative. Uh, if you're in District 16, she is on your ballot. Uh, position 2, August 4th. You got to get that ballot in. I would do it today. Do it today. Don't wait. Um, but Carly, what is a House of Representative? What do you do? Um, so our primary functions are, we kind of serve three primary functions. We uh, perform lawmaking function by researching, writing, and passing legislation. Mm-hmm. Um, we represent our districts and work to meet uh, the requests of our constituents in those districts. And, um, and then finally, it, legislatures perform an oversight function of the executive branch of the state as well. So being a constituent means you're a community member. <laughs> I just love to clear that yep. up because that word is such a weird word. You live in this community. Yeah. <laughs> right? It sounds like a House of Representative could be somebody who affects my life. So that's why we need to be paying attention. Um, and as a, why, like, why run, Carly? It's like, 
one of my favorite questions I ask everybody who's like, I want to be this. Why? Because it's such a, it, it is an uphill battle. It's hard. Um, politicians is a thankless job. Uh, so why run? Um, well, when I was younger, my, uh, like I said, I had been, I've been, I was raised by my grandparents and my grandpa was a veteran and he instilled in me very early that my vote didn't matter because he explained oh, wow. the, um, I'm sorry. I just uh, paused electoral that. college to me. Right. It pause real quick. I thought she was going the other oh. way. So my grandpa was a vet. He told me my vote did matter. Wow. I have never heard that from a family member at all. Your vote doesn't matter. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, go ahead. That's really uh, sad. Yeah. Yeah. He he told me that our votes don't matter because of the electoral college, mm-hmm. but he never explained to me about you know city council races, Mm -hmm. county commissioners, Mm -hmm. uh, state legislatures, state Mm -hmm. senate, governor, you know, attorney general. He never talked about those things, which is um, those are where your votes really, truly, definitely, absolutely matter Absolutely, is in those areas. And so, you know, when I was considering running, I thought about what he said. And I guess in some ways it was, I want to prove you wrong that our votes Ooh. do matter because I've seen, Ooh. since like I've that. gotten politically involved, mm-hmm. I've seen people win by margins of single digits. Yeah. For sure. On the local vote. I've yes. heard of people yes. have seen yes. the coin flip. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yep. Wow. I've heard that. Yep. Too. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's so um, when I decided to run, to me, it was that I wanted to make my community a better place. I mm-hmm. see. I'm really involved locally. I see a lot of the things that are missing that could be done better. Mm -hmm. And I want to uh, serve the community that's become my home. Right. And my family. Right. So um, I'm definitely glad that you said you see holes on what you want to make better. So we will talk about that coming up. But I just want to let's let's grind this point in again. Because I've said this before, local voting is way more important than voting for the presidency. You can argue electoral college all you want to on the national level. However, you cannot on the local level. It is down to the last vote. And here's an example. We do not have a detox center because we voted the wrong people in. (laughs) So if you want to get one back, you have to vote the ones in who actually want a detox center here. And so that is what this whole education piece is about. Because I didn't even know that was a thing, you know, four years ago or two years ago. um, You know, when my friend Zara Roach was running for that position. Uh, I didn't know. But now I know. And as Maya Angelou says, the great Maya Angelou, when you know better, you do better. So that's what I'm trying to do. So, Carly, we will talk about the holes that you want to fill, what you see that's happening. And you're like, "Ah, I could make that better. (laughs) We'll do that coming up next. Okay. All right. And if you're missing this conversation, no worries. It'll be on the podcast coming up. All right. Welcome back to the race conversation. Uh, Carly Coburn. Is on the show. She's mm-hmm. running for House of Representative, District 16, Position 2. All right, Carly, let's continue the conversation. You know, a few minutes ago, you said that there were holes, things that you see that you mm-hmm. want to uh, make change. So what are you talking about? Explain that. Um, so uh, all of my, plat- my main platform points right now, I have three, but I'll stick with my top two. Okay. They are all kind of, they're kind of circular. They're all interconnected or a triangle, you can say. Um, but you don't have to just pick two. Um, my top two platform points are accessible and affordable health care and accessible and affordable housing. Mm-hmm. Um, Washington State 
is one of the states with the lowest vacancy rates in the country. We have just above a 5% vacancy rate in the whole state. And I personally live in Pasco, but um, my the 16th is East Pasco, which is where I live, Finley, Badger Canyon, Prosser, Benton City, uh, Walla Walla County, and Columbia County. So um, I know that for the Tri-Cities, and this is, I've lived in Walla Walla. I remember how hard it was to find an apartment there too. Mm-hmm. Um, or technically it was College Place. Um, and so we have a just above 2% vacancy rate in mm-hmm. the Tri-City. So when you say vacancy rate, can you explain that? What does that mean? I'm stupid. I'm sorry. Um, that <laughs> means vacancy rate means uh, apartments that are available to rent. Mm. Um, so, uh, I have, so I have disabilities and, um, one of the treatments I have is an emotional support animal and her Mm. name is Mimi. She's a little dog. (laughs) Um, and it's not, it doesn't fall under the ADA, but it falls under the, uh, equal housing rights act. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the people that, uh, property managed my uh, rental in College Place gave me a decline to renew because of my dog, who's an ESA right. and who's protected by the Equal Housing Rights Act. So we ended up half. We had 20 days. This was before all of these new laws that got passed this year um, for tenants' rights yeah. were in place. We had 20 days to find a new place, and the apartment I live in now, um, though I. I've been here for five years and I've enjoyed it. I had, I rented it sight unseen. Mm. We paid deposits, we paid everything and we didn't even see it because I would call around places and they'd say, well, if you want the apartment, you should buy it now because it's going to be more expensive tomorrow. Oh, and I wow. was like, well, why do you do that? Yeah. And they said that it's because it's to incentivize renters to make a right now decision. Mm-hmm. Well, and so and, you're saying the vacancy rate, right? So apartments available for rent. We don't have a lot here. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And you want the affordable yeah. housing. So we want to build more, make it affordable. So they aren't able to do that. Because, yeah, when I, I can see yeah. how that works against us, right? So if you own an apartment, yeah. whatever, and you know there's only 10 available in the city, I can charge whatever mm-hmm. I want. Um, so that, mm-hmm. that, that does kind of suck. So how do you, as a House of Representative, um, you know, earlier I heard you say you help write laws and stuff like that. So that's how you can help change that? Is that what you're saying? Um, partway, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, back in, I believe it was 1991, there was a law that went into place that made it so that rent freezes couldn't be done anymore in the state of Washington. Mm -hmm. So one thing I would really love to do is have that reverse. Mm -hmm. Um, Because like, uh, so during the pandemic, typically my rent goes up about 10% every year, except this year, because the landlord, meaning the owner of the complex, wanted people to stay. And so they gave us a deal Mm -hmm. where our rent would stay in 2019's price all through 2020. Right. Um, so uh, I also um, would write um, and sponsor more tenants' rights bills. Mm-hmm. We got a co- There were a couple that were passed this last year, which were really great, um, requiring uh, more, more time to pay rent, requiring longer notice 
um, for payer vacate and um, it, those things. We need more tenants' rights, mm-hmm. and we need to incentivize the uh, building of instead of luxury condos on the waterfront, uh, apartment complexes that can be homes. Because I've lived in apartments since I was twelve, right? And you. You know, a lot of people think that an apartment can't be a home because, you know, quote unquote, temporary. Mm-hmm. But I've had a home here in Pasco for five years. Right. Right. OK, so um, I let's get to why you call yourself um, a Democrat and stuff like that coming up next. Um, but I love that okay. housing conversation. And I know um, that's important. You know, uh, so again, yeah. Carly Coburn, House of Representatives, she's running in District 16, position two. All right, so welcome back to the race conversations. Carly Coburn is on the show, House of Representatives. She's running for that in District 16, position two. Ah, oh, water mouth and salon. Breathe. It's Power 99.1. Good morning, James. Good morning. And good morning, Carly. Good morning. Uh, so a few minutes ago, you mentioned um, you, that you had a disability. Um, and so I want to give you a moment because, you know, obviously I have asked you before and I know where you stand. And if, and if you want to mention that, you can. Do you believe that racism exists here in our community? Um, and, and you said yes, right? Oh, yes. Okay. Um, I have witnessed it firsthand. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe my fam- my spouse was subjected to it, though mm-hmm. he is a... Uh, white man mm-hmm. um i've seen friends subjected to it so mm-hmm. i know it is absolutely a mm-hmm. real thing here in the right. tri-cities right and, and across the 16th okay perfect so i wanted people to hear you say that but i also know that there is some other discrimination going on against disabled people and stuff like that so you're running on that platform mm-hmm. as, as well and not naive to think oh it's only black people being discriminated against um i know that again you run on that platform so so speak about that and how you want to change it here for people who are disabled um, so uh, on the 26th was the th- official 30th anniversary of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Um, it's Americans with Disabilities Act week um, right now. And though that was a federal law, it's something that I really try to emphasize because people don't think about it. It's a federal law, but it affects your state. It affects your county. It affects your city. It even affects the websites you browse. There was a recent... Um, I can't quite recall if it went to the federal Supreme Court or only the state court, um, but uh, Domino's tried to claim that they didn't have to make their website accessible, and they lost. Um, And yeah, disabilities is my third major platform point. I come from a family with disabled people in it. I myself am disabled, and so it's a very personal thing, but also 25% of our population is disabled, and 50% 50% of folks who are killed by the police have a mental, dis- or not a mental, have a disability of some kind as well. Um, so the, the, when you look at the percentages, they're just, it's wild and it's astronomical. How is this happening? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, you know, I want to, there's been some bills that have been passed that have been really detrimental uh, to disabled folks, even though it's Democrats passing them. And I really want to be at the uh, at Olympia to give voice and be an act be an active part of the conversation mm-hmm. when it comes to trying to pass certain bills like um, 
we passed this year, uh, Senate Bill 5720. That's just a reference number. But essentially what it does, it was written by a Democrat. Democrats supported it. And now it makes Washington among the states with the longest holding times nationwide for um, uh, mental health or substance abuse crises. Mm -hmm. And it was all in the name of, quote unquote, saving money, saving court costs. Mm -hmm. It's not okay. Mm -hmm. And so I want to be there so that I can speak up, so that I can say something, because this bill was defeated in 20. 18 or 2019, but in 2020, it got through because we have been concerned with COVID. And just like with COVID, we're going to be getting more disabled folks now than ever before. And the, and these newly disabled people will have no idea how to navigate systems. They, you know, won't know how to navigate their cities, the city buses, Uh, you know, it's, it can be really difficult. And so we need to, like I said, healthcare, housing, disability rights, they're very, it's very circular, uh, very intersectional, meaning that they all kind of are like a railroad track that cross at the same spot where you have to, you know, maybe shift uh, which way it's going. But um, these points are all meant to help and uh, uplift from the bottom up. Mm-hmm. So, um, see, this is why I do what I do, and I want to continue the conversation even after the elections are over um, in a form like we did the voter ed- education on Zoom to Facebook Live in that kind of form because some of this stuff goes over our head. Some of this stuff we don't even know is happening because we don't know people who are quote-unquote politicians to ask these questions because I have so many more questions for what you just said. Like, what does this bill mean? What is it? I don't know. I'm so confused. Um, and so, uh, again, that's why I love what I'm doing because I'm getting to know you guys and I, you know, I hope you win and I hope the people that I know win, oh, but, thank you. but even if they don't, I'm reaching out to the people who maybe I haven't had a conversation with to see if they will have the conversation because again, there's a lot mm-hmm. of stuff going on behind quote unquote closed doors that we ha- know nothing about. I, I, I just, I, yeah, I'm just, it's so overwhelming. But coming up next, I do want to ask, again, Carly Coburn on the show, running for House of Representative in District 16, Position 2. Why do you call yourself a Democrat and why should we vote for you? That is coming up next. All right, Carly Coburn on the show. She's running for House of Representative, District 16, Position 2. It is Power 99.1. Good morning. Uh, If you've missed the conversation, no worries. It'll be on the podcast for you, Uh, the race conversations. I'll post that link a little bit later today. Facebook.com slash Power 991. Carly, all right, girl. One more question. The final word with Carly. All right. Why do you call yourself a Democrat? You can answer that. And then lastly... Why should we vote for you? And go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I call myself a Democrat because I know a lot of people refer to the Democratic Party as a big tent, but I kind of view it more as a spectrum. Um, you know, you have people who lean more pro-life or people who are very fiercely pro-choice. In the Democratic Party, you have people who are more fiscally um, conservative and people who are uh, really believe in safety, social nets. And so um, to me, it's less of a big tent. 
Um, Because sometimes when you think of the tent, uh, you think that people are being left out or pushed to the side. Um, So instead, I think of it as a spectrum and that I can pull from different areas of the spectrum the pieces that make me whole as a politician. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I very much, you know, discuss healthcare and housing and disability rights, but I also have uh nuanced views on other things like uh guns and how the first indicator of gun violence is domestic abuse, but no one wants to talk about that part. Mm-hmm. So it allows the Democratic Party allows me to be in this spectrum and pull from where I need um, to find the most potential allies. Mm-hmm. But locally, I also have a history of working with people from different uh, political spectrums, because I think they're all spectrums I gotcha. um, from different political spectrums on a common goal. Um, we had a... I. I wasn't directly involved with this, but I helped a little. Um, The uh, March for Our Lives event that was put on by a lot of teens, I attended that. And that thing, that event got support from both the Democrats and the Republicans, and they made a co-committee. So to me, Democrat is just the spectrum that I sit in best. Perfect. Um, And then... Why should we vote for and you? Then, can you oh, can, can you sum that up? Nope, no worries. Can you sum that up in one or two sentences? Why should someone vote for Carly Coburn if you are on their ballot in District 16? I really want to represent this district. I have fallen in love with it, and I believe that it deserves representation that will look at every citizen or every resident and see them and their needs for what they are. Um, And I want to show Western Washington the indomitable spirits of the 16th LD and of Central and Eastern Washington. All right. And there it is. Carly Coburn. Uh, If you miss the conversation. uh, Oh, yeah. She's running for House of Representative, by the way, District 16, position two. If you miss the conversation, it'll be up on the podcast. I'll post the link by end of the day. Hopefully. Uh, Facebook.com slash power. Nine nine one.